What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Really Real Podcast. I'm Aspen Hayes, a Memphis native who likes to keep it real for real and being real. I hope that you all join me for every episode. I'm talking about everything, y'all, from life, love, friendships, comforting our fears, like everything, okay? Anything that you can think of. So go ahead and subscribe to the Really Real Podcast on Apple Podcasts, okay? What's up, y'all? I'm your host, Aspen. It's your co-host, Will. And welcome to the Really Real Podcast, where we like to keep it real for real. And being real, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. But let's just get, let's just go and get to the main topic. R. Kelly, surviving R. Kelly. How you feeling, Will? How you feeling? Well, that's because that's my last name. You ain't surviving me. Okay, y'all last name not even spilt. I'm just saying. R. Kelly, not Will Kelly. Some people want to get it mixed up. Just got to let them know. No relation, guys. Okay, baby. Ain't no trap in the clubs around here. (laughs) How do you feel? Um, I really feel like, I mean, I can kind of, I mean, like all the women are victims, I understand. I feel kind of sorry for them. But he was messing around with underage girls. That's the part that's killing me. What are parents at in this? What are the fathers at in this? So who are you blaming for this issue? I'm blaming the parenting. So you're not blaming R. Kelly? I mean, I can, I'm blaming R. Kelly all day because that's what he wanted to do. But at the same time, these parents, most of these parents knew that he was a predator, especially after Aaliyah. So, like, were they just putting their children go around this man's house just so they can get a little bit of fame? Their kids can get on get a little fame? And your daughter trapped in this house for four or five years? She eighteen twenty one till she get too old for him. Yeah, you know. Did he let her go? Like, Do he let them go? Well, yeah. I feel like some of them left when they get too old. He don't want them when they get too old. He don't let them go. When they mm. get like twenty one, twenty two, that's too much old for him. <laughs> yeah, they gotta be. They gotta be eighteen <laughs> or under. He like them young tenderoni's. Right. No. So a lot of people are saying that the parents they're blaming the parents basically. Yeah. But my thing is I don't only blame the parents. I blame R. Kelly. Cause that's the main person. Oh yeah, he's the parent. But the thing is, the reason why I say you blame the parents because the parents were so eager to Get their kids in on a little fame, right? Around a, a famous actor, you know, and you know how people. But do you kind of feel like Aaliyah parents also? All of them did the same thing. All of them for a, leaf, and, a little and, piece of change. And every little girl that came after that thought their daughter's gonna be Aaliyah. You think that? Not all of them, but some of them. Even like that one couple. I just think that I can't remember the couple's name, but with the father was there, he was talking. And he was like, my daughter got trapped. Like, Ain't no way I would have went to an R. Kelly concert and not knock his ass out. I just don't understand why they decided to take their daughter with them to an R. Kelly concert. Like, I just because feel like that's to inappropriate. Pro- they were trying to promote their daughter to him. But to that's kind of inappropriate. That's what I'm saying. So, now they mad because he, he sucked them up into his vortex? Man, please. You, put, you brought your daughter to... 
to to this dude. You know, it's like taking him to the dragon's cave. You know the dragon's going to blow fire and maybe eat him. So let's just start from the top, though. R. Kelly was also molested as a child by his 16-year-old um, sister. Now Do you think out. that because she was 16 that he was that he thinks that, okay, I'm just going to go after the young girls since my sister was um, around this age and she did this to me around this I age? I can't say that. I mean, I'm saying that because maybe because he was young. So yeah, he six at her and as, he was looking at her as being older and he was being young. I think six and ten. You know. That's the age. I mean, that's probably how it started off. It could have just kept going after that. Yeah. Till she left the house. You never know. I mean, but also with that situation, it's kind of it's you know, it's frightful that, you know, where was his parents at? Right. What's his mom at? at the end of the day, it go back to the parents. Where are you? Yeah. Like, I mean, I understand why can't your child come to you and be like, somebody is bothering me or touching me inappropriately? I don't well, get that. Well, that comes from those stern parents where you have parents always tell the kids, nah, I don't hear that. Y'all shut up being too hard and stern on the kids. You know? Like, because, you know, back in the day, parents didn't want to hear a kid talk about nothing. They swept it under the rug. Yeah. Like, oh, well, you know, nah, they ain't have, you know, or they play it off as something else. You know? But these to, parents. I was listening to, to the T.K. Kirkman show the other day, and he was talking about it. It was like, you know, black people sweep stuff under the rug until the rug get too clumpy. You can't put nothing Who under Oh, child. Rugs should be clumpy around here. Yeah. Not around here, but I'm saying like. Yeah. You know, and that's how they do it. And it's. It's BS, man. It it's is. BS. It really is. Yeah. I just feel like his, you know, this mom was, she just allowed something to happen and swept it under the rug and they ignored it. I blame all the parents because I feel like they all ignored, you know, or they basically, well, well the they gave. The, the parents of the kids, I feel like the parents of the kids were like, they just gave their kid away. It's kind of like, how you know kids are in the special education system in, in school and they cut their parents a check that's what they thought they was going to get yeah. they really get a check because they brought their underage but if they're trapped daughter. with him where they how like they weren't going to school so I'm trying to figure this out ain't nothing to figure out it is what it is he had them you know what I'm saying as slicks he was almost sex trafficking he had the kids. He was almost or he was? Almost. He just wasn't taking them, you know. He wasn't taking them what? Because they in hotels. No, he didn't kidnap them. Because he was giving, they was giving to him. How he didn't kidnap them? Did you not watch that girl afraid for her life to leave but, the hotel but when her the, mom came to get her? But her mom gave her to him. Ain't like he came to the house and kidnapped her. I just feel like he manipulated the young girls to just stay away from their parents. Like when you're in a relationship, right? Yeah. And somebody try to manipulate you. If somebody try to manipulate you to stay away from your uh, family. That's how I feel like it was. But it was with teenagers, 14, 15, 16. Like, of course. Mm-hmm. You're going to file for that. Yeah, but the thing is, what parent, real parent, 
It's not going to have their hand over your shoulder and say, hey, you don't need to go over there. Yeah, you're right about that. Period. Because the couple was talking about how they went to the hotel. Yeah. And it was just crazy. Yeah, I was so that, confused. All, like, are you the crap. parent or is the daughter the parent? Yeah, like, all that crap. Like, I don't give a damn how much of a dream this is. You better shut your ass down. That's a goddamn Melissa. <laughs> Who the fuck you think you is? So, how do you feel about um, his ex? His ex-wife? Yeah, I don't know if you watched the spark apart. Because her niece is the one who he was peeing on. Okay. And her dad, her mom and dad said in court that that wasn't her. But it was actually her. So, and her her parents said it wasn't. So, they basically... If the the parents denied it because the parents were getting money. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. And and Sparkle was like, that's her niece... Why she introduced her niece to this dude? Exactly. And he did the same thing to her, I believe. Yeah. So that's that's why she tried to release her album. So it's uh, that's what I'm saying. You know what? I feel like it's three three main um, people's fault. I guess. Who? Who's the three main people? It's the parents. Mm -hmm. It's the um, managers and friends of R. Kelly who was going to actually find the girls. They actually went to the malls to find little girls and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's R. Kelly's. Mm-hmm. Period. I mean, number one is R. Kelly. Period. Yeah, I mean, I'm not putting them in like yeah, any yeah. order. Oh, yeah. Number one is R. Kelly. You know. Two, yeah, the guys went to the mall. Man, they were like, man, I figure go ahead and find this chick so he can give me my paycheck. I ain't gonna feed my family. Make sure my kids ain't gonna go around this fucking nasty thing. Yeah. That's all they were doing. Like, that's just like them in the corner selling drugs. Right. What's the difference? Ain't no difference. And the parents, parents are just poor black people hoping they can get their kid on so they can make a little money because they weren't willing to work hard and save their money and do the right thing by their kids. Yeah. They ready to sell their kid off to some sexual predator just to get a little change. And a lot of people... Um, and they end up getting nothing but a daughter who was heartbroken, scared for her life, and probably got all her sexual mindsets twisted. That's why people out here acting all crazy, man. And a lot of people is like, why did R. Kelly ex-wife keep her last name? For the fame. You think it's for the fame? She ain't keep it for love. If she loved me, she'd still be married. But he was doing the same thing to her. If she loved nigga, she'd still be married. It's for the fame. But she's a dancer. I don't think it's if for the fame. If she loved the nigga, she'd still be married. It's for the fame. Okay. That's why she kept the last name. You know, say she would have went back got her old name and everything. Like, uh, uh-uh, I don't have nothing to do with that. I'm ashamed. Like a, a strong black woman would be like, "Nah, fuck that." That's what he put me through. That's bullshit. But she go around, you know what I'm saying, on Instagram talking about her baby daddy, her other baby daddy, all that shit. I saw that shit. Who said that? That's why she only got one baby daddy, which is R. Kelly. That's what I'm saying. She's saying that's my that's my baby daddy. He on the radio singing. 
You see I that? think that was a while ago, though. And it, was, it was 2017. But at the same time, I'm just saying. Like, but again, like, still, he also manipulated her. Yeah, so. but she's still happy to be in that situation because she's still getting paid. She's still getting fame. She's still getting taken care of. Mm. She won. All right, y'all. It was so. a win for her. I cannot deal with you right now. <laughs> she winning out here. All right, y'all. So, since this is our first episode, we're going to talk about basically um, what we did for Christmas right. and how we celebrated that. Yeah, so, for Christmas, uh, 2018 Christmas, probably was one of the best Christmases I had in a while. Really? Yeah, you know, I got to spend time with the boys. You know, who you, the yeah. boys is in his sons, not the boys is in his friends. Not my <laughs> friends, my two, my two little soldiers. Um, got to spend time with them. Got them a nice amount of gifts. Yes, they was happy, going crazy, jumping around. Was all happy. Uh, really love. They really loved everything that happened. I enjoyed it, you know. Baked cookies and made that, eggnog and Christmas gingerbread house. Cooked some good food. Went to, my, went to one of my good friends' house. Made some food over there. Celebrate with uh, other people, other families, other friends. Woohoo! And did something I haven't did in a while. Went to a couple different people houses. For Christmas, I did that a long, long time. Yeah. You know, uh, normally for me, it's like either I'm at home or I'm at one person, up another person's house, and that's it. Yeah, that's it for me, too. Yeah, so. Um, but you know what? Next Christmas, I just really want to spend my Christmas at the house. Like, I don't want to go nowhere. I want to yeah. cook my own food, and I just want to chill and watch movies like that's what I'm doing next next Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. So, um, speaking of Christmas, what was the worst gift you ever received? Like I think ever? you told me, but tell the people what was the worst gift you ever I received. I can't remember because now I got so many going through my head. Well, what was the worst of that so many? Getting like the same gift twice. Mm, yeah. That was kind of weird. Uh, probably not getting a gift for Christmas. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of ruined my Christmas period for, for many years. Oh, wow. You know, once you get a certain level, I think once I had turned like 17, I didn't get no gifts at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just over. need you to tell this story. Just Wait, please no tell this story. <laughs> so, so, for Christmas, there's a bunch of gifts under the tree. They're like, probably like 20 some gifts. Me and my little brother. My old brother, he already graduated. The other one, he was in the Navy. It's just me and my little brother at the house. That's it. 
It's like 20 gifts. He can count it, too. He told me every day for like three days straight. It's like 23 gifts on the tree. <laughs> so Christmas Day come around. All 23 of these gifts were for him. Ain't none for me. That's so messed up. I ain't getting nothing. I ain't getting That's a, the worst Christmas a, ever. I ain't getting a sweater. I ain't getting nothing. My parents told me I was too old to get anything. Okay, my worst gift was... That's um, fine, because I have my own money, so I went and bought my own stuff. So I ain't true. Oh, babe. My worst gift was when I was in the 12th grade, mm-hmm. and I received a used ring that couldn't even fit my damn finger. Shady-ass niggas out here, man. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, that ring was falling off my finger. How do you buy somebody a ring? Not even buy it. I I believe it was used. Did I say it was used? (laughs) Yeah, you said it was used. Okay, so, yeah. I got the hand-me-down ring. A hand-me-down ring that I could not fit. Out of the little machine, 25 cents. I was confused. That Christmas was horrible. My mother was mad as hell. Because, of course, I spent, because my mother is so protective, I spent my good check Mm -hmm. on a nigga gift, and I got some hand-me-down shit. That's your fault, shit. Is it really my fault? Yeah. But we both agreed to give each other some gifts. Man, you don't you fucking with, right? Not at the time, I didn't. Oh, you was not naive? Not at the time, I didn't until after, and I was like, you know what? See, I ain't buy nobody else nothing. You can't build me. I, I give a good Christmas gift. Of course you do. So, <laughs> Will actually brought me samples of perfume to smell. He thought he was slick. And so, um, I did not see it coming. She didn't see it coming. So, I was just trying them on or whatever. So, now I got to get a new trip. And actually... I got some perfume for Christmas. Tiffany, it was it smells so good. I try not to put it on every day. But hey. And then for him, I bought him um Jimmy Choo cologne, which is a very strong smell, y'all. Like I sprayed it in my car by mistake. Got the Jimmy Choo. My car was lit. Okay. So going into now that we're into the new year. What were your highlights of 2018? My highlights were... I got a couple highlights. Hey! <laughs> my highlights were um, being here for my son's birthday, mm-hmm. for both of their birthdays. That was a big one. Actually, being able to um, get some things finalized. Oh my God! Freedom. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, trying new ventures, really opening my mind to try something new. I try to dabble into learning real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was eye opening. Um, also, and Will of- is a chef, you all, just to let you know. You want to reach me? You can reach me on Instagram at Black Bread <laughs> Oh my god! 
You got me, guys. Instagram, Black Brick Gourmet. That's me, Chef Will K. Um, then also, just, you know, being back in Houston for a full year. Um, H-Town, Pimp C, all day. You know what I'm saying? R.I.P. Pimp. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Babe, stop playing for real. <laughs> I'm so serious about this. Okay, uh, what else, babe? What else? You know, it's just one of those joyous occasions that, you know, you really just get to define who you are as a, as a man. And this was a, a life-changing event. You know, I thought kids were life-changing, but actually, you know, going through what I went through this past year has been big a big eye-opener. So, a uh, lot more stuff to do, a lot more stuff to gain, a lot more knowledge to give, a lot more knowledge to intake in 2019. But 2018 was a big learning curve for me. Yeah. So, how about you? I believe my highlights were basically moving to Houston. It's time to go down. Graduating college. That's a big ups. And basically getting a um internship with like the number one news station in Houston, Texas, which is ABC thirteen. Already. Really? Thirty so up. And so um those were the three highlights of my 2018 goals that I didn't even know that I could reach, but I reached them. And very, I'm so happy about that. Yeah. Yes. Turn so up. So what are you all looking forward to in 2018? What are we looking forward to? Um, 2019 is more financial literacy. Understanding more of how to not just save money, but what to do with it. You yes. know, the three ways of having financial success is stocks and bonds, entrepreneurship, and real estate. Those are the top three things. And two of those things that I really feel like I can achieve, then I can make the other one a reality later. Mm -hmm. But right now, I'm really looking at entrepreneurship going for 2019 to help this open up my mindset more um, do something I haven't done in a long time, which is cater and kind of work for myself independently as well as still hold down a job and see where 2019 can take me Yeah, to another level, you know, because there's a lot more things out here to achieve than just living for the now. Yeah. And I think I always say this every year that I want a better relationship with God. I always say this. You got to manifest it, though. You got to make it happen. Yeah. So, um, I've already stopped working now because my goal is to um, lose 40 pounds in 2019. Get in shape, eat healthy. Of course, these are probably some generic ass goals to you, but, well, not to you, but anybody who's listening, but honestly, these are goals that I want to reach. But it's realistic goals, though. It's not something that, you know, that's far-fetched. 
Yeah, everybody has a goal to want to die, eat right. You know, it's a, but the thing is, it's not just that. It's a mental lifestyle change Yeah, that you're trying to achieve. And it can be very hard, especially if you love bread. Oh, Lord, those carbs. Debbie snack cake. They'll get you. They'll get you. Oatmeal pies. Not oatmeal pies. I haven't had one of those in so long. Them, them nutty buddies. No, nutty buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can get like, real with that. Yeah, I can do something with that. cheese and look at them. Right, and also I'm looking forward to um, what I'm looking forward to in 2019 is not being so stressed out because over um, the new year, I would say what weekend because it was on a Tuesday, but um, one of my family members actually had a mental breakdown, which caused me to ask myself, What the hell am I so stressed about? Like, you know. Especially when you see someone actually having a mental breakdown, it's like, like what I'm stressed over, I don't think it's as important as what they may be going through, you know? Yeah. Because the mental illness is like anxiety and depression. It's it's just like a short phase of that. It's things that they're going through that you can't comprehend. Nobody can comprehend what they're going through. And then... A lot of people don't want help when it comes to stuff like that. They don't want to go talk to anyone. Like, a lot of black people think they don't need therapy, which I'm starting to think that every black person needs therapy. At one point, you even said you don't need therapy. Um, I don't need a therapist, but I need therapy. <laughs> okay, what's Okay. Well, the thing is, because, like, you got to define it. Like, do you base your trust in giving knowledge to people you don't know and don't trust? But what if they look like you? Who give a fuck? What if they look like See, uh-uh. No, my thing is, though, but... Sometimes like, we what? need people... To, sometimes we need people to talk to that we don't know that look like us. Yeah. Because, like... Then, and you know who those people are for me? I have an uncle that I don't talk to like that. I can call him. He can be my therapist. I mean, yeah. But he but, might be going through some... Like, you know, I mean, I got a... My friend, his wife, she's a therapist. I can call her. So you could tell your deepest, darkest secrets to her. Oh, man. I don't know if I can do that. Exactly. Too. Exactly. <laughs> you probably can do that with a therapist, though. Correct? <laughs> well, because I know her. I ain't trying to get her to backslide on me. We try because she likes to crack jokes. So. Oh Lord! <laughs> oh my God, y'all! No, but she been helping out one of my friends before. You know, um, this is a good good friend of mine, and um, he's been battling some um, some kind of anxiety issues and stuff as as of late. Yeah. Um, and we both the same age, you know. He had a lot of life life things that hit him hard late on in life. You know, his, uh, you know, I don't, I ain't really going into detail about his life. Right. They don't know him, though. Yeah, they, they don't. But, you know, uh, he might be listening, he might listen to his podcast one day. I don't know. But this is one of my good friends. He's found out he was, I mean, he was adopted. <coughs> and come to realization with all that, then his adopted father passed, who he was real close to. Yeah. And he's been battling anxiety ever since. 
and he's been wanting to have his own family, and him and his wife have been on the same page and to wanting to do that. Mm-hmm. As of right now, and they're both, you know, like 37, going on 38, and he don't know when that's going to happen because that's what he really wants a family, and he wants to adopt a kid. He want to give give a kid a, the same chances that he had got by being yeah. adopted, you know. But you know, like I said, they not on the same page about everything, so he's been battling those anxiety issues, right? And my other friend, who's in forward, his who lives in Mansfield, matter of fact, his wife, she's a therapist, and she's been kind of helping him because she does like. Um, therapy session on Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. every Thursday and he chimes in he's like almost a regular on there and it's been helping him out with his do you know his name on there who my friend mm-hmm. I know his name yeah on his Facebook yeah oh not he, his Instagram you talking about uh, talking about the therapist yes oh it's um it's Michelle Ezell that's her name oh, okay yeah um uh, so she, his wife, she's the therapist. Oh, okay, his wife. His wife, yeah, not him, him. Not his wife is. So she does, yeah, she does try to do more, she really likes to do more, like marriage counseling mm-hmm. than uh, individual, but she's been doing some individual stuff cause to help this guy out. And um, it's been helping him out, you know. Yeah. So uh, seeking therapy by any means, even if it's online, you know, you just see somebody who Facebook Live or something like that. Right. Chime and I honestly just out. think to help out a friend or whatever, you should always check on your friends, check on your family. You never know what someone may be going through until you actually see it. And this time I actually saw it, which scared me, mm-hmm. you know, because during a mental breakdown, you're going in and out. So you just never know. And I just think that you should... Get help if you need it. It's yeah. very important. Matter of fact, you know, um, by saying that, uh, we actually, you know, talked over over New Year's, me, him, and my other friend, uh, while I was at his house for New Year's. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all talked and we actually, we actually made a pattern where this year we need to come see each other maybe every other month. Yeah, and him go up there, or him, and my other friend, they come down here, right? Even if it's just a turnaround, and we need to make that a reality. Yeah, every week, like every month. I mean, not every week, but every month, and or every other month. I mean, so that way we can help each other out. So when he's seeking therapy, he need help. You know, we want to be there, and it helps us too, cause you know I need help. You know, mm-hmm. and then also it gives me a chance to take my my boys to see their grandpa and all that stuff more too. Right. So, uh, it's a, it's a win win. So. So if you all need any help, please go get help. Mm-hmm. I mean, today, like mental illness, people always talk about that and talk about how they get a therapist to help with all the depression and anxiety. So. Yeah, if you need need to see anybody. Even like on Instagram, you know, you can reach uh, at Michelle Zell, um, my Instagram page, and that's our private page just for therapy help. 
for anybody who needs help. You know, she does something every Thursday, and I think she also does um, Sunday evenings. So, you know, uh, she does live posting on Sunday evenings. You can uh, reach out to her on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, hit her up. Oh, Lord. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you all for joining the Really Real Podcast, Episode 1. I'm your host, Aspen. This is Will. And you can also follow us on Instagram, underscore Aspen Hayes. And you can reach me at Black Brick Gourmet. Black Brick Gourmet, if you need anything. All your Canadian needs, all the food you need, everything you want to Eat up, eat up. I got you. And also, don't forget to follow the Really Real Podcast on Instagram as well. If you have any questions or anything that you want to talk about, just follow my Instagram page and DM me, okay? All right. Is that all? Peace out.